What, what are you playing there? What's the music? The music is uh, Camper Van Beethoven, um, Freelance Body Control, Hypnotist. No, that's, that's not what it's called. Okay, it's called um, uh, well, <laughs> Jungle Explosion Experience. Jungle? Really? No, no, I, I don't. don't think, I don't think that's what it's called either. Wait, turn uh, it up. let me listen. Let me hear Touchstone, it. Just turn it up. Empire. Turn it up. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Uh, rock. Turn it up, asshole. What's up? My name's Matt. <laughs> I'm Jason. We've been friends since high school. We've played in a lot of bands together. Music has always been a part of our friendship. And we started a podcast to talk about records that are meaningful to us, not great records or the top 10 of 1995, but just the ones that we care about or just mean a lot to us. Yeah, that's, you know, sometimes we're going to talk about great albums. That's true. Sometimes. And sometimes we're going to talk about really, really shitty albums. But, you know, all of them mean something. This is We Listen to Records. Yes, it is. And I'm going to start with a quote. In one way, maybe we're an art band, Lowry said, toying with his reddish blonde ponytail, because we're always on the lookout for a new sound, new combinations. But I swear I never thought of that as an art aesthetic. I thought in the that sorry, I thought of that in the context of what Led Zeppelin did or what the Beatles and the Rolling Stones did. It constantly changed what they were doing. I simply thought that's how a good band worked. To just look at the world around you, try and get as much influence and information as you could from as many places as possible, because that's what led to inspiration. That was from an interview with David Lowery in Rolling Stone in 1988. Wow, 1988. So today we are listening to Camper Van Beethoven's Telephone Free Landslide Victory. <laughs> Yeah, and I picked this one, so you can thank me for that. Well, yeah, no, it's crazy. So I listened to this last week, um, and yeah, it's funny because I kind of um, there'll be like a track with real with vocals that really kind of demand your attention that are like, "Hey, here's a really funny story about some shit that my friends and I did." Yeah, and then you're like, "Okay, I have to pay attention to this," and then they'll just be instrumental, kind of like a. Uh, What's that band, that Kids in the Hall band? Oh, yeah. That track. You know what I mean? It just It's just like kind of like a a poppy kind of backgroundy sort of rock. Yeah. You know? Well, that's kind of why um, I pulled this particular quote out of Okay. It. Because it's yeah. like they were constantly changing what they were doing. So this, this album uh, was released in, I believe, 85. And it's wow. really sort of a, a collection of songs that they've been doing for like three years before that. So I don't think, based on what I read, I don't think this was ever conceived of as like an album in the in the eighties sense. It's Weird. Like, it's like just songs they were doing live or that they had written it at different times. And that, that's kind of why I think it feels all over the place. It just kind of yeah. is all over the place. So just let me... Yes. It's, I mean, it sounds like that. It feels like that. Yeah, it's weird. So it is like a weird, like, just collection of very... But, it, I mean, it does have a cohesiveness in that the songs are all very, like, kind of similar feel and style. And they're very... I mean, they're very competent. I mean, I'm listening to this 
stuff going yeah these guys completely like have their shit together for doing such kind of jokey right art rock like they're talking about it's very like you know uh together and and produced i mean before we get too far down this rabbit hole do you know who david lowry is no okay you uh, he's he's been you know kind of all over the music scene of the 90s his most famous band was cracker Ah, okay, okay. Um, (laughs) But also, like, he's kind of active politically, and he writes a lot, and he's written a lot about the failures of the record industry and how poorly musicians are treated. He's kind of like, like, like the, I don't know what you'd call it, like the Henry Rollins of, like, punk folk or something. I don't know. He's kind of a mythic figure in, in that way. Okay. Okay. Cracker. What was what was there? They had a couple of hits. They had. Um, I know. I, I just can't remember. Like uh, low. What the world needs now is another folk singer. Oh yes, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's cracker. That's cracker. That's perfect. Okay, that makes sense because yeah, I definitely get that kind of vibe from this guy. Like he takes a very specific, ridiculous idea and runs with it and makes it very like catchy and and um, I noticed like a few themes like skaters skating yeah. uh there's a song on this album that i always yeah. in my memory was a dead milkman song okay sure no absolutely related which is um <laughs> club med sucks yeah because like, <laughs> totally. I, I had that song stuck in my head one day i woke up i don't know i was in a movie or something and I, it was just stuck in my head and i downloaded like every dead milkman album i went through spotify i was like where the fuck is this song and then eventually i was like oh wait that's camper van beethoven <laughs> i don't have to go to school for an entire week <laughs> it's great man I, this one totally stood out yeah. Like, oh yeah they're just like but but you know what like i think i would be a little bit annoyed with an entire album of this. Yeah. I don't think I've ever put this thing on and played it from start to finish. Right, right, right. In the context where I had to pay attention to it. Like if it was on and I was doing something, but like, right. I would never put this on headphones while I was, you know, doing the laundry or something. Yeah. It's funny. That's how I listened to it was like, I got to do some shit. I got to do some research on camper van Beethoven. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's completely Dead Milkman, which is funny because I really saw the Dead Milkman as like, at the time, and even a little bit now, as like completely out there, their own insanity that nobody else was, was even attempting. I mean, obviously, but like, <laughs> like such weirdos that they had come up with this bizarre, these bizarre records like outside of. And you know what? It's funny because I think we were talking sort of in the unwanted episode about sort of that spoken word era that sort of happened in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That was like, I can't even, I don't even remember the artist, but I remember having seven inches that were spoken word. And Definitely like, had all the Jello Biafra spoken word. Right. That was happening. And uh, yeah. And who else? Like, I don't know. People were doing like spoken word tours and people were like turning out. And I'm pretty sure fun. David Lowry was in that scene. I don't have any research to back that, yeah. but I'm pretty sure just knowing what he's done since it wouldn't surprise. Yeah. Me. Well, that, that's what I was thinking too, is like, so, so Jello Biafra, you have this character who's like, you know, it's not just punk rock. There, there's a whole, you know, mindset lifestyle. And I, I definitely get that sense from what you're saying from this guy. And, uh, 
Um, fucking uh, Joe Joe Talcum. What uh, the fuck is his name? Black Milkman. <laughs> Dead Milkman. Where, where like it wasn't. I mean, I'm sure. I don't think he did any spoken word stuff, but the songs kind of felt like that to me. Sure. Sort of like here's this situation. I'm gonna spell it out. And uh, and King Missile, right? Oh, he was here, like, um, put on. Um, uh, what's the song? Where the hell is Bill? Oh yeah, <laughs> this is another one, and I have I want to, I kind of want to tell you how I arrived at at requesting this album for the for this episode. Maybe he went to get some plastic shoes. Maybe he went to get some funny sunglasses. Where, where the hell is Bill? You know, I mean, I think the lyrics of this song really kind of represent the absurdist thing that they're going for. So so here's the deal. As you know, I have, like, because I'm a professor, so I have more free time in the summers. I'm often, I spend alone. And, you know, I'm, right. I'm always listening to new music, but I started oh, maybe seven or eight years ago picking a band from my, my younger years that I knew maybe one album or one song mm-hmm. and then just going in depth into their catalog. So like one summer I, I like listened to like every New Order album, just sort of like immerse myself in that. And then it was like sure. Dead Milkman and then it was Violent Femmes. And just each summer I was like, I'm just going to pick one that I think I know, but I really only know like three Violent Femme songs and I'm just going to listen to every album. So Camper Van Beethoven kind of came out of that. I, di- I personally didn't listen to them in high school or college. Yeah. It, no, people me. around me did. Okay. And so like, it's like the, when you listen to this album, there's like five or six songs that are like, oh, that's a pretty good song. Like those are the ones that I knew and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Also, it's funny because just, just when I kind of I'm like, oh, okay, this is a funny song. And then he's like, talks about going to see the Circle Jerks, and I go, okay, all right, I'm back in. This is great. Like, <laughs> you know, like they have that like you're punk coming rock. out of the the San Francisco punk scene, right? Right. Like I would never right. listen to this album and be like, oh, this was a San Francisco punk band. Like, oh, yeah. I would never say those words. In fact, and I'll tell you a funny story in a minute. But I thought they were Australian forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's it sounds Australian. The, the name for some well, it's the okay. So you know how when you're a kid and you have two pieces of information that you can't connect, and so your brain tries to connect them. Yeah. So I knew that these guys had done the song called "Take the Skinheads Bowling," and right, the right, movie right. Romper Stomper, which okay. is Australian and stars um, Russell Crowe, right? Mm-hmm. So I had Skinheads Australia Romper Stomper, and I had Camper Van Beethoven. <laughs> And my brain just was like, oh, they must be Australian. Like, it, that, that's as much logic as it went into it. No and it wasn't until, like, like, Cracker's second album, and I saw an interview with David Lowry on MTV, and I was like, wait, he's an American? What? Um, and if you go back and watch the, the video for Take This Skinhead's Bowling, which is black and white, yeah. eight-millimeter footage of just, like, them goofing off and, you know. Right. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this looks so foreign and exotic and Australia is this great. You know, now that I've been to San Francisco, I'm like, oh, that's just, that's just San Francisco. Like, I, those are the tourist sites that you go to when you go to San Francisco. That's really funny that 
uh, San Francisco. I mean, it, it it does make sense to me that San Francisco would kind of create this like, well, okay, we're punk rocks, but we don't want to play punk rock music. Sure. So this is what we came up yeah. with. <laughs> well, and again, in a lot of ways, you know, the last episode we were talking about how in the early 90s, everybody was, was trying to make music in reaction to hair metal. And at the mm. same time, you couldn't stray so far from home base with it because then nobody would listen. I sort of feel like this is like 85. So you've got on the West Coast, you've got Black Flag and stuff like that. Sorry. 85. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, like, this is this is a year after, you know, Black Flag's, you know, um, the big one, whatever it's called, you know. Okay. The, you know, uh, TV party and all that stuff. Um, yeah. uh, that was that's 84 wow. so like and like these guys are in the same scene but you listen to this and it's so different oh hell yeah. i mean and until you remember that you put on the clashes london calling and half of it is like reggae and ska that nobody ever listened to. Right. yeah no, that's true no that's true that is that's funny is it is it slip it in is that the one you're talking about no um i'm gonna have to look it up while we talk but Black Flag, 1984. Nope, nope. Black Coffee. Wait, My War. Is that it? My War? No. Fuck. Damaged is 81. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of, but... That one's 81. Okay. Yes, Damaged. My War is is 84. And also, yeah, Slip It In is 84. But so that's that's the world that these guys are living in you know, West Coast, fast fucking punk rock. Right. For sure. And yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, that's insane that this is 1984. Ed Kennedy's from um, San Francisco too? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel, cause, because didn't Jello run for mayor? And like one of the guys' names is like East Bay Ray. Yeah. Um, so funny. So they have like. According to that, Wikipedia, that, the last Dead Kennedy's album is 86. Okay. So, like right in here. The last Dead Kennedys record. Yeah. Their first one is 1980. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, I'm thinking of that. Um, What is that spoken word record with the toilet? I blow the minds for a living. I fucking have that memorized. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah all these years later, uh, if you put that on, I could probably quote it word for word. Um, and, and yeah. Put on, <laughs> put on the skinhead song. Okay. Hold on. I know this is the song that I remembered, right? And I, I've always loved the line, everybody's coming home for lunch these days. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, like, he follows this like incredibly banal observation about like 
you know, sort of working class life with like last night there were skinheads on my lawn. It's like it's like they're equal. Like, you know, I don't right. even take my lunch to work anymore. I'm just gonna go home. Oh yeah, well, and skinheads. Like it's so now. Right. Right. And I love that it just like completely demystifies this group or, or just gives them like so much less power because you're like making this fucking ridiculous song about these dickheads. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, they're just they're just stupid assholes like me. Have you skinheads? remember the music video or did you watch it for this podcast no no i don't know if i remember it i'd have to i'd have to actually check it it out it is one of my favorite bits of like experimental cinema from the 80s because it's all (laughs) eight millimeter black and white film footage and it and it's narrative in the sense that it tries to follow what so you see him waking up and you see a clock on the wall and suddenly you see two clocks on the wall and you just see Ian Head sitting on his lawn eating his lunch. And you see bowling balls running through the streets of Chicago, uh, San Francisco. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like if David Lynch was wanted to make a comedy video in yeah. like 85. Right. Wait, actually, I take that back. It's like art students wanted to be David Lynch and funny at the same time. Like that's, I don't know. And only had one afternoon. They to literally do had it. one afternoon. They had like two reels of like cheap black and white Kodak stock for their eight millimeter camera. And they and they had like ten yeah. friends. And they had they, they knew three guys who were willing to shave their head. Um, right. And, and they had to get right. it done for class on Monday morning. Totally. Yeah. Right. They waited till Friday night to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has like a oh shit quality oh. to it. So here, play a little more of this song because this is their famous. All right. Wait, skinheads? Because this went on to uh, Mal. This is about the. Fuck it. I I was gonna say I was gonna say keep playing skinheads because that's kind of the famous song. You know, it's funny that um, you just brought up TV party. I don't want to fight tonight. Or TV, what the fuck is it called? Uh, God, Black, Black Flags shit. <laughs> because because uh, this just reminds me of such a like uh, pump up the volume kind of um, uh, suburban sort of like, yeah, listen to this fucking song. Nobody, so nobody, nobody, like, 
so obscure and it's so funny. You've never heard it. Let me put it on. It's going to blow your mind. It's the kind of thing that's designed to make like a teenager happy. Like, oh, it, it, the, the lyrics are funny and my parents don't understand it. Right, right, it, right. Like you could almost play it for them and they would be like, what put is this music? Wasted. Like, I just want to, I want to play this really quick. All right, so there's a song called Wasted. Put put this one on here. Oh, yeah, this is good. Does this song sound at all familiar to you? Uh, yes, but it's tell a me black why. flag cover. Oh fuck! No way. <laughs> like, I mean, we've been talking about you know oh, Black Flag and and you know this like hardcore heavy punk band and how these guys are so different. Oh, like God. like as if you know like acknowledging that they are still in the same scene and still inspired by each other. This is yeah. literally like a countrified, goofy black flag cover. That's fucking crazy. Also, I kind of forget that black flag, like when you actually listen to it, it's kind of just like, oh, we're assholes. Fuck us. Bleh. Yeah, black like, flag. Okay. Some of them. All right. <laughs> Why did I flag expect something? These guys more? make suicidal tendencies seem serious. And like really smart. I <laughs> know it's like oh, okay, yes, you're you're. It's it's you know what it is. I guess people take and and maybe this is just me, but people take Black Flag like too seriously, or that scene is a little bit too serious. Where where like today it's kind of. Um, I mean, there's definitely the same shit happening today with like, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, who gives a shit? Pizza. And you're like, yeah, that's really funny. Okay, I'm into it. And I want you to make that song, like, by the way. I think I think that is a song a- people would listen to. Well, I mean, the other thing with, oh, with they are. The flag are. is are. like, there's you. It's like the clash in a lot of ways. You forget the stuff you want to forget, right? So, like, mm. if, if you want to, if you want to think about, well, stop right there. Well, you if you want about? to think about Black Flag as the like rise above, like yeah, 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 right, like right, like we need to fucking change this shit. There's a lot of bullshit happening. We're gonna fucking you know nobody understands us. Yeah, yeah. but it's also but like the keyboard. Oh man! <laughs> but wait, what are you saying about the Clash? The, the stuff you want to forget, like like lost what? in what the supermarket. Doing? Like there's no for that. You want to forget that song? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy! Oh, we're gonna have to talk about we're one. Gonna, call I mean, we're gonna have, there's Lost supermarket is fuck. That's just like I mean, talk about like uh, song like anti-consumerism. You know, look at this fucking wasted life we have. This, you know what I mean? Like that's. But you think the song itself sucks? I just I, what I'm saying is like regardless of the merits of that song, like when you think of London calling, you think of like guns of Berkston and like London calling and you know, like 
very political. It has, it has like some real sentiment behind. Well, like, and just and just like sort of angry dude punk. And then you know you drop it. Oh, but it's not. But that's what this is. That's what this black flag is. Right. That's like, hey, slip it in. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm drunk. I guess, I guess my point is out. like, like, <laughs> like there's no subtext anywhere. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> My job sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So back to camper van. That's what I mean, it feels like. Like okay. when you listen to the music, just the, even the name, like a camper. Here's a picture of Hitler. Oh, Fuck you. Dude, enough. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, because honestly, I, I think that's what these guys are kind of making fun of. Uh, camper yeah, van like, Beethoven. Not just you know the, the ridiculous <laughs> names; they're just stringing words together that don't belong together, right? And then their right. songs are just right. like stringing ideas together that don't connect to each other, and just kind of like, oh, there's not a line that goes here that rhymes with anything. It's just like everything is is throwaway. Uh, yeah, yeah, discarded. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of these. No, I, I appreciate that part. Yeah. I totally do. No, I. That's the part I like is is not taking themselves too seriously and and uh you know and it's a little bit of a buffer or something too to be like hey we don't give a shit about this like we're just fucking around you shouldn't either like well, but like don't we're not taking ourselves too seriously don't fucking give us a hard time let me i want to call out three songs because i do think that they yeah. connect a a thread for me right so take the skinheads bowling, which you already pointed out, like totally yeah. diminishes these like scary, evil skinhead dudes. And it's just like, right. like they go right. bowling, right? right? You've got a right. goofy country cover of a black flag song, which is totally just like, oh, let's take this angry punk and just like lighten it up for you. Right. It, it like totally <laughs> takes the wind out of like Henry Rollins sales. And then you have club med sucks which is like an angry yeah. punk song about full-on white privilege going on vacation with your parents to like this fancy like resort right right so i think they really are using this like um uh this like throwaway discarded easy surface to actually comment on what was going on at the time yeah 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 i get that i also am curious if there is um i don't know if you know this any connection between them and, and Black Flag. I mean, there must be to release. No, actually, you know what? I think with covers, you can, as long as you're uh, just registered and you're paying whatever to the original artist, you can fucking sure. cover it. So I don't think you need permission or anything is my point. But I mean, I don't know if there is a connection or if there's an, uh, uh, you know, a, a not nice connection Maybe. between them. You know, I mean, like now Henry Rollins is a nice guy, but I don't think, uh, you know, back right. in the day, I don't think he was like he'd be so jazzed about this. Like, I'm just curious, was it done in a in a sarcastic way or was it serious? Yeah, I don't. I'm kind of reading through some of the articles I pulled at. Other than the fact that it's a cover, there's no other mention of Black Flag or any relationship yeah. to them. So I don't know, but but I do find it like like it's it's a it's a definite Gen X thing. It's a definite sort of eighties thing to like take something that, you know, people take so seriously and take themselves so seriously and to just deflate, right. just like, like devalue it, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 
yeah no it's true they kind of do that with uh pretty much everything on this oh, yeah. record yeah i think you have to be very not self-serious to appreciate this which i always think is a good quality just fucking chill out listen to this yeah. dumb shit well, let me cares? ask a question because like that's more, more punk rock in a way right yeah, just to be like calm down <laughs> yeah. straight edge yeah. fucker like just, just go back let's go bowling <laughs> Yeah, just go here. Go Let's bowling. go bowling. Just take, just take the skinheads bowling. They just like, like the, <laughs> the, the the missing line from that that song title is "Take the skinheads bowling" because they just need a night to relax. They just need like if you chill out a little bit, they'd be fine. <laughs> you know what the name is about? The I I don't. I mean, I know. I'm just curious. It's just I mean, it's another dumb like words put together. Well, I know but... that, like remember in the in the telephone free something was like a big deal. Oh really? Oh, that's like taken from something. Um, I remember. Huh. It was, uh, I mean, I obviously know what a landslide victory is, but um, what is it? No, oh right, landslide victory. Sure, sure, sure. Um, okay. For some reason, I hear landslide in a music context, and I just go, "Oh, is this like uh, Fleetwood Mac? Some like related?" Yeah. I no, I don't. I don't have any clue what telephone-free landslide victory means or what camper van Beethoven means. I do remember a friend of mine Listen, in high school got really high once, and he's like, "It's like a camper and a van, and then you go camping with oh, Beethoven." Camper. And I was like, "No, not even close." No camper van though. Yeah. Camper van. Yeah. I just yeah. think it's donor wordplay. <laughs> like that's you know. Yes. Only. Yes. Right. It, it is. It's very much like today where you're like, oh, red wine, carrot top, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. You just go into this like fucking spiral of you're just naming sure. shit because, yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me oh, ask man, you a question. Let totally... me ask you a question. Because you had not listened yeah. to this album before this podcast. So Never. coming to it fresh, you know, when it came out 85. Yeah. So what are we at? What, 33 years later? Um, you know, what, what, um, did you like it? Do you find it interesting? Would you listen to it? No, 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 no. You know why? And it's because it's because it's, it's a little bit of a joke record, which is fine. But, and it's funny after talking about this whole, like, like taking yourself too seriously and everything else, I think I need a band to be serious about what sure. they're doing. Or else I, I'm sort of like, well, if you don't, guys don't give a shit, I guess I don't right. either. Like, I'll listen to it. It's funny. Well, but but how would you like to, to compare to something like Cracker? Do you like Cracker, the other David Lowry band? I don't know them or like them either. Again, like, that sort of felt like... But then why do I love the but, Dead Milkman? I don't well, know. And that's the other question is, it like, was, you guys constantly get... Like, this feels like... I was going to say, these guys constantly get racked up with the Violent Femmes and the Dead Milkmen. How do you feel about those bands? I mean, Violent Femmes, I like the first record. I never followed them well, past gonna, that. We're going to uh, listen to their second record on this podcast sometime soon. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I love the Dead Milkmen for that reason. Maybe just musically, it wasn't getting me. I don't love ska. This kind of country-ish, blah, blah, blah. No, thanks. The way so I, I guess feel about this, like I put it on sometimes for, I guess, semi-nostalgic value, but it it yeah. doesn't have an edge that I like in my music. It doesn't, I don't know. 
There's no. no yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just curious why you did pick this. So this this was just like because it came up in. Why did I like? I like because, cast, you were like, oh, I'm gonna. How do I? I picked it because it's an album that I have no real time connection to, but it seems like okay. I should be nostalgic for. Right. Like everybody around me okay. loved this, and I never understood why. Yeah. And then, right. Like, as an adult in my late thirties, I was like, I'm going to try to figure this out. And I got it and I listened to it and I was like, I still don't get it, but it's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, David Lowry's a big deal. You, you know, I read his articles all the time. Like right. it's, it's right. like this thing ha- has survived from, you know, all of the albums in that era that like have just totally disappeared. And so I thought that's would be interesting for you and me to talk about because neither of us really have a strong connection yeah. to this one. Okay. What kind of stuff does he write about? Like, what have you read? Well, a lot of the stuff that I was reading, you know, this was a couple years ago, but, um, like, uh, when Spotify came out and they were changing, like, how they paid artists, um, and, you know, iTunes and how they treat artists and their payment schedules and all that kind of stuff. So he was writing a lot just about how the, the modern streaming music industry is just as bad as it's always been. And sometimes it's worse and like sort of the failures of how the industry treats the artists and residual payments. But it was also sort of wrapped up in this sort of like, like not only is your music or your, the CD it's printed on like a disposable commodity, but you as a human being are actually a disposable commodity, like stuff like that. Um, (laughs) That sounds like, that sounds exactly like what you were saying. Well, and he definitely that has the awesome. like um, disgruntled utopian, like my dream has been crushed kind of thing going on. Right. Or it's a, it's a, it's a very funny sort of Reagan era. Uh, like, well, yeah, of course everything's fucked right, up, right. man. Don't, don't yeah. you get it? This government's just fucking you and everything's bullshit, which is definitely true today. But I think, more people are just sort of like, yeah, but I could look at mm-hmm. Facebook <laughs> and Instagram, so I don't give a shit. Whereas it was like 80s, you were like, we don't even have fucking computers. Right. We're just going to have a TV sucks. party tonight and raging at the man <laughs> watching. Right. right. That's what it was. It was about like, man, TV's just trying to fucking kill yeah. you and and brainwashing you and, uh, and the government hates anyone with aids um i mean listen this is just (laughs) i'm simplifying a lot of stuff but i think there was like a different sort of like oh we hate russia and honestly i think that's the that reagan era cold war thing where like the nukes might fly any day and nothing matters and like you know get everything while you can because you're going to be dead tomorrow mentality is is a big part of I think what we're talking about, and I think there's there's the guys sure. who like raged against that, and I think that there's the guys who kind of threw up their hands and were like, you know, gallows humor, like everything is a joke, yeah. you know. And I think the yeah. dead um, Camberman, Camber Beethoven, Man. and Dead Milkman are, are sort of on the joke end of the spectrum. Right, 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 right. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Who else is on the joke end of the spectrum? Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying well, to think. Like, I mean, I, the violent I, femmes sometimes can be funny. I think they had sort of a darker humor to them. 
Yeah, they went from like ragey rise above to like goofy TV party song. You know, Dead Kennedys were funny as fuck, even when they were dark as fuck. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess, but yeah, yeah, that's true. I just, I'm shocked. I wonder if, I mean, these guys must have played. I can imagine, I mean, listen, 84 or 5. I can imagine when these guys played live, they did play on just fucked up bills with like super hardcore punk and people were like what I'll, i hope not you know i mean you know listen at i'm also sure during that time it's like well i'm at this show nobody else knows about with like you know another hundred people so i'm in who cares like this is this is a cool scene i don't know 90s I when i moved to boston going to shows yeah and it would be like like a crazy punk band like the unseen some success you know yeah with like a ska band, with yeah. like a Beastie Boys wannabe hip hop band, like you know, whatever someone could book at the local like VFW hall, and they would just yeah. whatever bands were going it's, on at the local high schools, you know, like it it wasn't like there was a logic to it. It was just like you're gonna get a punk band, then you're gonna get a skate punk band, and then you're just gonna get like a ska band. It was like it all just hit you. I hope that's more true, and maybe it is in like not a scene like long island or like a bigger suburban scene where it's like well yeah there's 25 metal bands we can all book together and we know we'll never listen to anything else and, and anybody that listens to us will never be exposed to anything else whereas maybe in like a, a tinier scene it's like well these are the 10 bands that are within driving distance to our town so whatever they play they're playing a show. I went to a <laughs> no lot of shows where is. that was the, the logic of uh, yes. the bill. I, I hope that's still true, and, and especially in just smaller bands, I hope that's true because that is fun, and you should appreciate that and take all this shit and slam it together. And that's what these guys were doing, definitely. For, I mean, it's like on their sleeve. It's like Ween in a way. Oh, there you, you put, go. Um, put on Cowboys Ween's from Hollywood while I give a little more history for the band, and then we will uh, wrap this thing up. Got it. Because I want to play out on my favorite song from this album, which is the Ambiguity song. So we'll end with that one. Yeah. Track, track five. Record. Nope. Oh, sorry. It's um. The day that Lassie uh, went to the moon. Borders. It's wait. Yankee side two. Oh no. Nine of discs. Paid vacation. Greece. Where the hell is Bill? I don't know. Fuck it. If you can't find it. No, I'm. You told me the name of the song. What's Cowboys the song from called? Hollywood. That's not what, buddy. It's not Dude. on this record. You want me to play it on my end? Where? I'm gonna look right now. I'm gonna look right now. Telephone free landslide victory tracklist. Yeah. There's no Cowboys from Hollywood. That is not a name of a song uh, on this record. It totally is. There are 24 songs on this record. 24? How many? No. You must be looking at some like uh, re-released, remastered fucking version. There is yeah. two, four, six, I literally eight, provided ten, you the 12, same 14, help I have. Seven songs. I don't know what you shared with me in the Dropbox. There's 17 tracks listed on right. Discogs for Telephone Free Landslide Victory. Ready? Border Ska. Day last, you went we to the moon. We don't need to argue about this. Go. So what song do you want? Well, it's called Cowboys from Hollywood. 
Never mind. Put on the ambiguity song. Okay, you put, put on the you ambiguity play. song. You do you have you the ambiguity song? Play it. Go. Do you do you have the ambiguity play song it. on your end? The ambiguity right. I'll song. I'll play it on that one. Here, stop the music on your end. I'm gonna play that one from Hollywood. I did. I got ambiguity song. That's a real song. Save that one for the end. I want to play us out on that one, all right? So stop it on your end. I'm going to play this song on my end here. So I'm going to leave that on in the background. Just to finish up the history here, the um, first album, this was their first album released in 85. Um, And then by 87, they were signed to Virgin Records and they broke up in 90. And they're they're literally an example of like victims of their own success, right? Oh, really? What do you mean? Like, did they have like more hits when they were with Virgin and then they got big? No, I don't think so. I think... You know, like so many bands, I, I, I think, um, I think going, you know, signing to a major label kind of, you know. Oh, yeah, fucking hey. Right? Yeah, that guy knows firsthand about getting super fucked by a record label, oh, yeah. I bet. Because I'm sure they didn't ever pay back the money. I mean, there's that notorious story of like, you just get like whatever advance and then they just bill you. Until you paid them back, which could be, which means you could never see a penny from all of your records because you haven't paid them back for recording, touring, promoting, and they can just make those numbers up. Spent this much to promote you. Well, show me. Well, you know, it's all over the place. There's this. It's funny. I'm looking. They (laughs) they released three records before signing to Virgin. And they released two records yeah. after signing to Virgin. And honestly, like, I have heard of none of these. <laughs> no songs on here. I thing. Well, nothing. I thought, wasn't Key Lime Pie kind of a big I deal? Mean, I thought. Promoted. You know? I don't think it sold. I remember there was a big, like, ad campaign for it, but I'm, I'm, I don't really. Could you imagine the people from Virgin going, all right, guys, we're going to come up with the, the, the playlist. These are going to be the singles off the record. We're going to promote this. You guys are going to go on MTV. I mean, what a fucking oh, nightmare. Honestly, I have to say a little bit, guys. What the fuck were you thinking? You thought this was a sure. good idea? You were excited? Like, oh, Virgin. Right? Yeah. Was it Virgin? Come on. Well, and it's. I mean, he goes, you know, obviously David Lowry at the time wasn't that put out by this because he goes immediately from this band to launching Cracker. Right, which was that on Virgin also or something? You know what I mean? Like, did he just say like, well, fuck it? I mean, it might have been he said, I don't like the people in my band. That's an option. 
Like you can imagine, <laughs> like it's, it's if you listen to this record, it sounds like a bunch of goofballs fucking around, and like if you're an ambitious, yeah. but it doesn't. But that's, but that's the thing; it doesn't, though. Oh yeah, Cracker, everything yeah. is on Virgin. Oh, so God, he's give probably me a break. under some it sort of contract. Like a bunch of guys he's probably under some sort of like crazy contract, and various members yeah. of Camper Van Beethoven right. were like, "We're breaking up the band," and he was. Like, I'm going to keep right. making music. I have to like work off this contract or yeah. some, I mean, I don't know, but given his rage sure. at the industry, I'm, I'm guessing. All right. So any, if um, anybody wants to um, tell Matt to do some more research, please email Matt at we listen to records. I don't want to do any more research. Real, the podcast is called place. we listen to records not we read about records <laughs> just listen to them are you kidding me that's all yeah, i do that's all you do i just read, read about other things we want to do a podcast called i'm really depressed and read facebook posts about the holocaust i'm happy to host that one yeah I no one does that's do that. the thing um so <sighs> here's the thing just, oh, i'm just curious i have a lot of questions and well, the, I, no I, the internet doesn't seem to have a lot of answers you know it's not. Okay. I could not find a lot of writing about this band. Like I found a lot of fangirling about this band. I found a few old interviews yeah, from great. like, you know, the eighty seven, eighty eight period, like right when they were on Virgin. But at that time, nobody wants to talk yeah. shit, right? Everybody's happy. They just got their big contract. Um, and then That's nothing cool. like like this is just kind of like a drop off, and you don't really, um, I don't really find anybody writing about why they split up. You know, I mean, yeah. I read a bunch of articles right. about like, oh, they're yeah. weird and they come out of this punk scene and yada, yada, which is fine, but like nothing about why they split, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'm guessing it just was, you know, they got, they got successful and like a lot of bands, it just, it, it increased the tension in the band would be my guess. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, looking at some of their seven inch singles and one of them is called Vampire Can mating oven put the best words together the best four words together take the skinheads bowling <laughs> oh and that's where I, that's where i found out that uh cowboys from hollywood is the b-side to oh, take the skinheads bowling that's where that it's not on the it's record a, the though, version but. i have must be like the extended version where they put in some b-sides or something oh and guess what else this is also this also says a lot they did a split seven inch with Mojo ah, Nixon. That does say a lot, doesn't it? Of course. That is exactly who I would guess would be in the same scene. I mean, they must if, be if like you related. Don't know Mojo Nixon. Store <laughs> <laughs> really could use some fixes. Um, so here's the deal. We listen to music. We, we play it because we're celebrating it or we want to talk about it. We don't have the rights for this stuff. And um, we hope that the the music industry folks are generous enough to uh, let us share a little of this without trying to sue us. But if you want us to take it down, just let us know because you know we're not here to cause trouble. We're simply here to uh, celebrate the music because we listen to records. You want to cut? I don't want to cut. Um, <laughs> All yeah. right, next week, what are we listen? What are we going to listen, listen to? to? Well, I picked this one, so you pick the next one. Right, right. Okay, yes, I remember, I remember now. Okay. We're going to listen to, we're going to switch it up because I want to, I don't want this to be, I don't want this podcast to be like, Hey, high school was full of crazy music. So, uh, I want to listen to the organ. Uh, what was the uh, name of that record? Grab your gun. 
grab the gun. That's funny. Uh, is it really? Is that the name of it? Yes, grab that gun. Okay, that's what I want to listen to. I want to listen to that. 2004's Grab That Gun from the organ. Um, and I'm going to yeah see what I can the find out about I have them. Like 11 songs on it. Does yours have 11 songs? Uh, or are we going to be listening to different albums? <laughs> Four, six, eight, ten, eleven songs. Damn. Yes, eleven songs. You we should change you the name of this what? podcast to "We yeah. Listen to Different Records." Yeah, we listen to different records. <laughs> Which you know? I'm talking about a different record than you are. Um, so you, you're going to bring uh, yes, the, bring organ, the organ to the party. All right, I sure have. Yeah, I love fucking love that record. That is a fantastic record. Their only release, and I'll save the rest of it for next. Well, week. thank you, everyone. This has been We Listen to Records. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh, hey, play us out on the uh, ambiguity song. Different... Play us out on the ambiguity song. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think you know what else. I think we should have a different um, vocal. Oh, effect. I've got tons of them, but <laughs> I, I like this one for today. <laughs> Everything seems to be up in the air at this time One day soon it'll all settle down Everything seems to be up in the air at this time All across the nation people are getting together For many ideas